Gentlemen, start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Welcome to our guest segment. Great to have everybody with us tonight. For those watching on the video feed, I'm holding up the book. It is called Lawless End Times War Against the Spirit of the Antichrist. He's been with us before, but it's been a few years. You know the name because he has a ton of books. You can go to his Amazon page, uh, a ton of books on Bible prophecy. And uh, we, we love his information and his book. And of course, the topic of the Antichrist is one uh, that everybody is super excited about. Oh, and it looks like uh, we're going to try to get him on the line again. It looks like the, uh, the call may have dropped off there. Uh, we'll try this one more time. There we go. All right. Uh, and so as we have done this show over the years, we have talked about uh, we have talked about Bible prophecy. And uh, Terry James, do we have you with us, sir? Yes, I'm here. All right. Good to have you with us. I'm sorry about the, the connection issue there. I thought I had you on the line and I, and I, I you'll have to trust me. I gave you a glowing uh, introduction. <laughs> it's good to have you. All it's right. good to have well, you I, back. I'll trust you with it. <laughs> it's good to have you back with us, sir. And I'm excited about this new book, uh, Lawless, which I just showed everybody who's watching on the video feed. Uh, those listening on the audio, uh, go over to Amazon.com. Type in his name, Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, James. And you'll find his page with all of his Bible prophecy books. Um, let me start by asking you uh, the Antichrist. Um, I, I found your book to be really fascinating. And the one thing I want to start with is what is the difference between the Antichrist, you know, that person that's talked about in the Bible and the so-called spirit of the Antichrist, which has been around for for thousands of years? Well, the Antichrist, of course, uh, will be a man, a uh, the world's last great uh, evil tyrant, a dictator, according to Revelation chapter 13 uh, of the Bible. He will be the first beast that John the Apostle saw come out of the out of the sea of humanity, and he's the first beast, followed by a second beast, which will be the false prophet, which will point everybody to the the first beast, the Antichrist. He will be a great world uh, leader, ruler, and he will uh, be like Adolf Hitler on steroids. And Jesus said that the time of his reign will be like, uh, will be the worst in history. There'll never be another one like it. Now, the spirit of Antichrist is uh, the spirit I think we see developing right now. It's just the lawless spirit. Uh, Satan is the um, is the lawless one. This Antichrist is going to be. Um, his son, in effect, I mean, it'll be, he'll be a, a man that will be indwelt eventually by Satan himself. And he will be the ultimate man of lawlessness. The Bible calls him the son of perdition. And, um, so 
the spirit of Antichrist is that spirit that is rebellious against God. It's anti-God. It's anti-Christ. Everything Christ is not, Antichrist is going to be. Satan tries to imitate God, and uh, he's always wanted to be God. We know in Isaiah 14, chapter 14, verse 14. And so uh, so that's his man, Antichrist, is going to use the spirit of Antichrist, which is... Uh, all, which affects all of mankind, as you've alluded to, uh, the, the, um, the man of sin, of man of lawlessness, is going to use this rebellious spirit uh, to um, to really bring on his regime and uh, the great tribulation, as Jesus called it. And Terry, let me jump in and ask you about Adolf Hitler, uh, because you know myself, having gone to Bible college, I love reading history of what theologians thought at different times. So, you know, back at that time, you know, you've got a guy, Adolf Hitler, who is, uh, you know, marching across borders, taking over country after country, charismatic leader who specifically targeting the Jewish people to exterminate them. And at that time, people would have had every, every reason to believe. And they did think that he, in fact, was the Antichrist. But would it be fair to say that obviously he wasn't the Antichrist, but he embodied the spirit of Antichrist? Well, certainly, because like you said, that you know this has been down through the thousands of years, generations since man was created and fell in the garden. Uh, this uh, anti-God spirit has been uh, within man. He were born into sin, the Bible says. And, of course, sin is rebellion against God. And um, Hitler had that, and I think he was a, a archetype of the coming Antichrist, as was Antiochus Epiphanes uh, many, many uh, years ago, thousands of years ago, uh, when he went into the temple, uh, Jewish temple, and, and and he desecrated it with the swine's blood and so forth. And, and I think this Antichrist is going to do the same thing. Well, he's going to come into the rebuilt temple, the third temple, on Mount Moriah when it's built, and he's going to claim himself to be God, declare himself God, and he's going to desecrate the temple much as Antiochus Epiphanes did. And so uh, I think uh, Satan has probably had a man prepared at every juncture uh, to fulfill this role of Antichrist. And uh, we see that spirit of lawlessness developing that uh, means that we must be getting close to that time. Now, I'll share with you this. You'll think this is funny, but um, someone recently contacted me, Christian man, uh, emailed me and uh, said, you know, Jim, do you think Trump could be the Antichrist? And, there, and, and they went on to 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 add to their question. They went on to, you know, share uh, how they just don't understand the commitment Trump's followers have to him. And he's a charismatic leader that people seem to be willing to follow, you know, uh, to no end. And, uh, you know, full and fair disclosure, uh, I'm not necessarily a, a, a supporter of Trump, the man in every sense of that. But I did vote for Trump and I do uh, as a Christian support his policies, his pro-life policies in particular. Um, but just the fact that someone is a charismatic leader that has a lot of followers, whether it be a Donald Trump or a Ronald Reagan, it's not just just charisma that would make someone a potential candidate for the Antichrist. What are some of the criteria to look for? I mean, certainly charisma is one of them. Isn't that right? But but what are some of the other uh, traits to look for? Well, first of all, 
Antichrist when he comes on the scene, it, times are going to be so terrible when Antichrist comes on the scene that people are going to be clamoring for him to um, make everything right. He will be a leader that will supposedly have answers. Now, the way you can know that Mr. Trump is not Antichrist because we know that half of this country hates him. I mean, the media has <laughs> That's right. so much hatred That's exactly him. what I and told this guy. they love Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're going to clamor. They're going to clam on to everything Antichrist says because he will have the answers that, uh, to try to make things uh, what they consider to be right again. But uh, Trump, they hate him. Half of them do. Half, half people love him. Half of them hate him. That's not Antichrist. Right. Um, the, the Antichrist is, um, is um, he's one that's unique. There's never been another like him, nor ever will be after him. And and he's he's going to be not just charismatic, but as you pointed out, this is exactly what I said to this person who had asked me the question. Uh, Trump has, uh, you know, 50 percent is not the Antichrist. It's going to be a, a huge, a huge uh, plurality of of the world will be following the Antichrist. And um you know, this brings up the question of the the apostasy and the church falling away from Christ. And this is one of the when I was in Bible college, this is one of the toughest uh, parts of of Bible prophecy for me to wrap my brain around, because here's what I'm thinking, Terry, is, OK, as Christians who know the Bible, we know the we know how this is all going to end. We know what's going to happen in advance because we have the Bible. But yet this is I thought to myself, how could Christians knowing what to expect, then these events happen and then they fall away? It's like the it's like, oh, this all turned out to be true in the Bible. So now I'm going to forsake my faith and I'm going to now turn and follow the Antichrist instead of following the real Christ. Um, But that will happen. Right. The Bible says that there will be a great falling away. It's not just going to be like, well, maybe 10 percent of Christians will fall away, but a large percentage of Christians are going to fall for this guy. Isn't that right? Well, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 says that man of sin will not be revealed until the falling away comes first. And that apostasy has a lot of things wrapped up in it. Uh, it can also mean the departure. Uh, departure in what I believe, I'm, I'm a pre-trib believer, I believe the rapture will come before that man is revealed. And the apostasy, of course, is uh, a word that... Uh, that means several things, uh, and uh, it's used most often, and in this regard, I think it's used as a departure, but it's also meant the departure not only spatially and the rapture, but it's, but uh, theologically. And like you say, people will depart from the faith, but when you say depart from the faith, now I'm, again, I'm a, I'm a believer in one saved, always saved, so if you're actually a Christian, you can depart from the faith, uh, maybe, and then and claim not to believe anymore. But if you've truly been ever been saved, I don't think that's possible. And um, and so um, people will there be people a lot of people who claim to be Christians who claim Christ the name of Christ, but they weren't really uh, they weren't really believers. And those are the people I believe as Tim LaHaye's series, uh, the novel series. It was fiction, but it was based on fact. Him and Jerry Jenkins. Uh, those people um, who are left behind after the rapture, or in particular, a lot of them, or most of them, are going to fall for the Antichrist. Why? It says in Second Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, they will believe a lie, and I believe that lie is going to be that one one part of it is going to be that the Antichrist has all the answers, and then he is actually the Messiah, Christ come to earth. What part do you think, Terry? 
does the sort of modern uh, mega church play? And now this is an odd question I'm going to hit you with because you have a mega church like uh, John MacArthur's church in Southern California, which, you know, in my mind, like he's really like right down the line theologically. I mean, for the most part, I don't find much to disagree with him on. But then you have these, uh, you know, this sort of new phenomenon, which is almost like you go in and you get a 15 minute TED talk. They completely exclude anything about sexual purity, homosexuality, hell, sin, uh, you know, anything you would have to change about your life or the culture. And it's uh, the tickling of the ears. And how much of the apostasy do you think is being sort of the, the groundwork is being laid by that phenomenon, which certainly is is something that's been happening for at least 10 years, if not longer here in the United States? I think no, there's no doubt about it. Everything you say is right on the money. Uh, you go in and get your latte, and you have your uh, 15 minutes of promotion of, of, of um, you know, people telling you you wake up every morning with a big smile and God, <laughs> God, God is going to take care of you every problem no matter what, and uh, you know. And it's just all sweetness and sugar. We we hear that from I won't mention names, but from one major preacher in particular. Every day is Friday. I I like the every day is Friday, right? You know, the the gospel's (laughs) been replaced with every day is Friday. You know, Uh, I you know it was it was funny. I I um I I forget the comedian, but but one comedian uh, was talking about that, and he said, you know, TGIF. You know, they made a restaurant called TGIF. He says, if you really want to get people drink. You need to come up with a restaurant called It's Only Wednesday. <laughs> he said, if you really want to get people to, it's only Wednesday. But yeah, there is, a, you know, this sort of every day is Friday, be positive. And then, you know, you get into this question of how is that much different than like a Tony Robbins seminar? You know, which is like we've kind of left Christ out of it. Right. Uh, I saw a guy yesterday. I was out at a, a big uh, event here in Central Florida, and I saw a guy, and he had a T-shirt on it. And I don't know where this quote came from, but uh, I loved it. It said, uh, "It said something like, don't pray for an easy life. Uh, you know, pray for the faith to be able to go through a hard life. And, and man, that's, that's a different yeah. message. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that a different message than what a lot of churches are teaching today? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, God, God is not our sugar daddy. He is our father, though, if we believe in Christ. And he will see us through every problem. You know, I think Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust the Lord with all your heart, lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Depend on him, not yourself, uh, to get yourself through uh, life's, uh, uh, life's journey. And uh, all, all of the... Um, uh, fretting in the world is not going to help you. Uh, just turn it over to, to Christ and to, to the Holy Spirit, and He will get you through. What I'm going to do now is go ahead and put the phone number up on the screen. Uh, for those watching on the video feed, I've just opened up the phone lines. If you have a question about Bible prophecy, or in particular about the Antichrist, we're talking about the book. The title is Lawless, and our guest is Terry James, if you're just tuning in. The phone number for those listening on the audio stream is 646, area code 716-4041. That's 646 716 
4041. Or of course, if you're watching the video stream, you'll see the phone number in the lower right hand corner of your video stream. And uh, we won't screen calls. We'll just announce you by your area code and bring you on with your question or comment for Terry James. Again, those listening on the audio stream, 646 646- 7164041 and while we wait for some calls here Terry uh talk for a minute about what's happening in the Middle East um it seems like you know Trump has made a lot of progress moving the uh US um embassy to Jerusalem there have been all of these peace agreements uh, in recent weeks and months um what what do you think is sort of the the present state of Israel and uh, what's happening over there. I know it's a tinderbox, right? So at any minute you could have uh, Iran firing missiles and all of a sudden it's it's on. Uh, but but right now things look pretty good, don't they, for for Israel? And Trump has really been a friend to Israel, hasn't he? He has. He's been a friend of Israel like a few other presidents. I can think of only maybe two or three who have come close. And his, uh, of course, I don't I don't agree with everything on Jared Kushner's uh, menu when it comes to the deal of the century because um, it still has an element of dividing up the land uh, of Israel to make peace with with some of the uh, uh, the enemies that surround Israel and and they they the, but but the deal is really uh, taking shape over there now we know there's going to be a covenant uh, that the Antichrist is going to uh, sign onto. And making supposed peace between Israel and all of its enemy neighbors, and actually a peace treaty that affects the whole world. Uh, Daniel 26, uh, 9, 26, and 27 talks about that. That will be what initiates the, uh, the, the tribulation era, the last seven years of, of human history before Christ's second advent. And, uh, we see some of that shaping. And I don't think that, of course, is not Donald Trump's idea or Jared Kushner's idea to bring about that division of the land. But uh, but before that, there was a roadmap to peace, and it's still much. Some of the roadmap to peace is is wrapped up in this uh, this deal of the century, a little bit of it. And it's that's the part I don't like is where they still look at the. Uh, Look at Jerusalem as uh, also possibly being shared uh, with uh, the Palestinians as a, having a capital there and all of that. I don't agree with any of that because Joel chapter three verse uh, two plainly says that uh, because you know dividing my land, I will bring all nations down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. That means the area of Armageddon of uh, Megiddo uh, to do battle and and to and I will deal with them there. So God is against us. Isaiah's uh, 28 uh, verses uh, 15 and 18 says that it's a covenant made with death and hell. But now, that said, uh, Donald Trump has been a friend to Israel like no other president. He has, as you said, moved the capital from Tel Aviv to to Jerusalem, and he's made, uh, he's made, uh, he declared Jerusalem the, the capital. Uh, he, he, he has made that that agreement that uh, and no other president was able was able or willing to do that they 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 made gestures in that direction but they never did come out and do it because they thought it'd be too politically harmful to them and even might set off a war and trump uh, just you know as he often does he forged straight ahead and there's been no war or anything any kind of such severe uh, repercussion uh, yeah, God, God has him there. He's God's man for the hour. He's not a, he's not always, like you say, he's not always a godly man, but he is God's man for the hour. God brings 
uh, raises kings up and he, and he brings them out. Absolutely. And uh, we've got a lot of questions coming in by email. I'm going to start reading those here. Callers will go first. So we've got open lines right now. It doesn't usually uh, happen that, that we've got actually four open lines. I'm looking at the uh, phone bank right now. 646-716-4041. Your question about the Antichrist or Bible prophecy for author Terry James. 646 716 4041-646-716-4041. And here's the first question by email, Terry. They want to know what your thoughts are about this uh, COVID-19 vaccine. And I talked about this a little bit in my, my first segment. I'm not like an anti-vaccine person, but when they start saying that they're going to take down anything on social media that's negative about it, that they're saying that if you don't take it, your employer can stop you uh, from coming to work, uh, going into certain public places like the airlines are going to prohibit people from flying if they don't have the vaccine. This uh, email, which I think is a great question, this is starting to look a lot like the mark of the beast. Well, I think it's not the mark of the beast. That's uh, you know, it's, it's that's that's after the rapture of the church and uh, you know everything else develops before that happens. And of course, when the person takes that in Revelation chapter fourteen, it says they're unredeemable. But uh, this is not the mark of the beast. But it is something that is a control. It's a control uh, uh, mechanism uh, that is uh, that is hurting everybody into one specific area, and that is into globalism. That's what this whole war against Donald Trump and uh, and uh, values, American values, America First values have been about is to herd America, all Americans into the the globalist mole. That's what that's what Trump's election uh, interrupted, and uh, so they want to push everybody back into that. I believe this uh, this whole um, COVID thing is. I'm not saying it's not a real uh, disease, but when it's really examined, it's not even. Uh, it doesn't even come close to se- severe flu season, and and that includes in its uh, mortality rates. And so uh, it, it's something, and they make us, they make make people wear masks and distance and all of these things. Well, there's a lot of lot of evidence, a lot of science that says this is just a, it's nothing more than giving uh, giving those who want to control. Uh, the method and methodologies and the means to to hurt us into a a, a one world mentality, and, and that that's what this effort's all about. And this doesn't come from human agencies; it comes from Satan, who who wants uh, wants to establish his man's uh, place on the, on uh, on Earth, uh, his, his globalist uh, order, new world order, as they call it. And so, I as far as uh, taking the vaccine. I, I I don't tell people whether to take it or not. That's strictly up to them. I don't want the government telling me that I've got to take it or I'm not going to be able to go into a restaurant or go to a uh, or fly or catch a taxi cab or anything else. Uh, that's what this is all about. It's just, uh, and so I I just say, well, you know, if you want to take it, take it. But you know, but I'm, personally, I just tell you personally that I'm going to hold off a little while till I see how. Um, uh, well, what the uh, what the uh, repercussions of it are, so far as uh, whether people have very many side effects and this kind of thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, a lot of people are saying that too. Like even even medical uh, people, they're saying something like only half of the medical people are even want it uh, because they are yeah. concerned. They want to wait and see. And so you know, some of these other people are basically saying like, shut up and take the vaccine. But and and I'm with you. It's it's obviously it's not the mark of the beast, but. 
you know, obviously these things, uh, you know, they, they ramp up over time. So like you're talking about here, I mean, this issue of if you don't take the vaccine, then you can't do all these different things. This is how the mark of the beast uh, will work at, at, at some point. And you've got even strange kind of things that give me chills a little bit. This Andrew Yang, former presidential candidate, he came out over the weekend and said, maybe we need to come up with a barcode so that if you've had it, that this barcode can be scanned and then you'll be allowed to do, you know, to, to have access to public venues and so forth. Uh, like um, uh, Ticketmaster has said, you can't come to any of their concerts unless you can prove you've had the vaccine and they're issuing some kind of an identification card. And the airline stepped in and said, well, we want to kind of partner with you on that. And now this Andrew Yang is talking about a barcode. And I'm like, OK, that's not the mark of the beast, uh, Terry, but it's getting pretty close to the, I mean, like those kind of things. are setting. Yeah, it, it's it. Those are the kind of things that we would see. Uh, isn't that right? With the mark of the beast, it's stage setting for for the government, the final regime that's going to implement this mark of the beast. Yeah, that cause all men to all all people to uh, accept the mark or not be able to buy, sell, or anything else. Well, there's, there's an element in that what they're, they're threatening to do right now. Bill Gates has recommended it, for example, and uh, and others have recommended that you know this is the way you get people to comply is. Threaten their uh, to disrupt their way of their American way of life. You uh, you know you have to have this in order uh, some kind of certificate before you can do this or that or the other thing, and uh, that is satanic at its core, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it it is funny though, ironic when like another story came out today. This Deborah Burks, who is the you know one of the top government doctors, that's telling us you know all what to do. Her and and Anthony Fauci that they came out today that she had a big family gathering with three generations of family at one of her uh, vacation homes in Maryland over Thanksgiving, and and these very same people, these governors and these leaders and these medical people that tell us. Don't, you know, don't even get together with your families. That's how, you know, you're going to stop the spread is, is just stay home. Don't even have Christmas. And then they themselves, they must not believe it because they're, they're caught with the masks off. They're caught having their own parties around Christmas and Thanksgiving yeah. and those sort of that things. Thing. Yeah. So it, it does yeah. make you wonder. Is that, is, that, is that old thing? I do what I say, not what I do. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, emails are still I guess people want to ask you questions tonight by email because I'm not getting any calls, but I'm getting a bunch of emails. And number one more time is six, four, six, seven, one, six, four, zero, four, one. And if you're watching in the video feed, it's in the lower right hand corner of your screen. Six, four, six, seven, one, six. Four zero four one. The next email here is asking about China and Russia. And so depending on who you want to talk to, uh, you know, who you talk to these days, uh, it's either China is our real enemy or or Russia is our real enemy. So this emailer is asking, what role do we know from the Bible does Russia and or China play in the end times? OK, according to Bible prophecy, Rosh is a, is a Scythian name for ancient Russia, the ancient area of Russia, and the area that we call Magi, way above Israel there, Rosh, and that's Russia, that's ancient Russia. And uh, Ezekiel 38, the prophet Ezekiel in chapters, uh, chapter, um, Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 talks about the Gog Magog attack. People have heard about that, I, I know. And uh, so Russia is going to be the very lead nation of this coalition of nations that come against uh, come against Israel 
uh, in the Gog Magog attack of Ezekiel 38 and 39, that's Russia. Uh, they're going to lead this coalition. A, man, a leader called, Bible calls Gog, which is actually a spirit. A Gog spirit's going to indwell this uh, leader of Russia, we believe, and he's going to lead a charge uh, along with uh, Tagarma, which is ancient Tagarma, and that's Turkey. That's modern-day Turkey, basically the same area. And also uh, Persia, which is uh, modern-day Iran. Well, uh, interestingly, we see those nations just above Israel forming a, a coalition right now, and they have been for some time. Well, the Bible says they're going to seek great spoil. They're going to come down against the nation of Israel at some point to take great spoil, meaning to take riches and so forth from Israel. Now, I think that that could be um, some petroleum and gas and so forth because uh, uh, Israel right now is in great competition with Russia, for example. Russia is hurting financially. And uh, just one, just one, just for one instance here, um, Israel is, is now beginning to uh, export oil and gas across the Mediterranean to uh, to Europe and uh, and so uh, this this alone shows you that uh, Russia will be looking down into Israel if this competition gets great and I believe it's just about at that level uh, so you have these three nations over China now that's again that's Ezekiel 38 39 and with China is mentioned I believe two places in in Bible prophecy and one is Revelation chapter uh, chapter 9, and the other one is chapter 16 of Revelation. It says, you know, that the kings of the east will come to the dried up Euphrates River and, uh, and they will cross it. Now they can go from the Occidental world into, I mean, Oriental world into the Occidental world and they will be coming toward Armageddon. They'll kill one third of all of mankind, it says. This is horde out of Asia. Well, I believe that no doubt about it that China is a king of the kings of the east. That's going to come out again in Revelation chapter, uh, chapter nine and sixteen. So if you want to read about China and what its future is, just look at the, the kings of the east is coming out, uh, of that great oriental, uh, area of the world. Okay, so my next question here that's coming in is about the tribulation. And, uh, of course, this is long debated, you know, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Some people don't even know what that means. But this person is asking you, are you pre-trib? And maybe you could just take a minute and explain to people who may not uh, spend their day studying this stuff uh, what we're talking about here when we talk about the tribulation and whether people will Christians will be here at different stages of that tribulation. Well, the tribulation itself is Daniel's 70th week. Now, this is this is a seven, as I said before, seven years of, of terrible time. Jesus said it in, in um in Matthew 24, verse 21, I believe it is, that it'll be the worst time I've ever, that's ever been before, ever will be again. That's the tribulation. Seven years of tribulation. <clears throat> Daniel 9, 26, 27 sets it into motion. The, um, the Antichrist is going to confirm a covenant with Israel and with his enemy and neighbors, guaranteeing peace. Well, this sets in motion God's wrath. And in seven years, of hell on earth will will begin to flow from that God's wrath, and it will culminate in Christ's return. Now that's a seven-year tribulation era. Okay, I am pre-tribulation. I believe that is what the Bible teaches in First Thessalonians uh, chapter four, 
And again, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, Paul tells us about the about the rapture of the church. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And when Christ stepped out on the clouds of glory, as we see in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, when he called John into heaven, he'd been talking about the church all this time, first three chapters of Revelation. Then he says, come up here. And I'll show you things will be metatata in the Greek. Uh, what will be hereafter? And uh, and then he then the whole tribulation era, when John is in heaven, symbolically that's a rapture. I believe that the rapture will occur could occur at any moment, absolutely any moment. Matter of fact, I think it's going to occur very soon, uh, based upon all the signals that we see. Uh, happening, all the other things. And Jesus said, when you see all these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your head for your redemption draws near. Well, I believe that the rapture of the church, that's when all people on the planet Earth who have, have been saved, who have truly believed in Christ, according, according to Romans uh, 10, verses 9 and 10, when they truly believed in their hearts that, uh, that Jesus is, uh, is Lord, that he died for their sins, and that he ra- and will confess with their mouth that uh, he died for their sins and ra- was raised from the, the grave on the third day. They shall be saved. All people who be- are believers are redeemed, that is, they are saved. So all people who believe this, who have died during this church age, that is, the age of grace, uh, from the time of Christ's resurrection, or well, Pentecost probably, uh, until uh, until this moment, that's the church age. Church age will end when the rapture of the church occurs, and all people who have been saved, according to uh, their belief in Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, and truly believe, all people will immediately, who are living, will immediately go to be with Christ when He calls them in the air, in the clouds of glory, and uh, and uh, all who have died, who are in Christ, who have died up to that point, will instantly be raised from the dead and meet meet the, everybody in the air to be with Christ forever, the Bible says. And I believe it's a pre-tribulation rapture will happen before the tribulation. Uh, of course, the mid-tribulation, uh, people believe that, believe that the rapture will occur somewhere during the tri- time of tribulation. But that's impossible in my view because God says, and the Bible says in chapter 3, verse 10, we are not appointed to the, even the hour of God's wrath but through salvation to our Lord Jesus Christ. And the wrath of God begins with the tribulation begins. So uh, that's impossible for the believers to be in that uh, in that era. One uh, last question, and then we'll get your website and all your information so that people can get this book, which, by the way, would be a great Christmas gift. And if you're watching live, that you could go on Amazon right now and order this. And with Amazon Prime, you could get this before Christmas if you want to give this as a gift. It's called Lawless. The author, Terry James, is our guest. Uh, last question by email here is about the so-called Great Reset. They're asking about this. They're also asking about Brexit, uh, what's happening you know, with uh, the U.K. Uh, potentially leaving uh, the European Union. Of course, over the years, a lot of Bible prophecy people have talked about the European Union playing a significant role uh, Excuse me, in Bible prophecy. What about this idea of the EU collapsing? Does that take away at all from the whole idea of Europe still playing a significant role in Bible prophecy? Well, not at all. It just it means that things are reshuffling and reshaping. God doesn't cause all these things to happen, but he knows the end from the beginning. So he, he has put in his word what's going to happen. The Antichrist is going to come out of a revived Roman Empire. 
and the revived Roman Empire is is uh, is uh, encapsulated within the European Union as uh, right now. Uh, so this is all just shaping uh, the Brexit. Everything is shaping. America is right now in flux. We look like we're going to have a new administration, which I don't like to think about. But this pot is very likely. And again, they're going to get globalism. Well, if that's the case, we'll be back on track to uh, to uh, bring America back into this globalist mode. And uh, so uh, this reset you're talking about. The whole world is set up for collapse, financial collapse. I mean, all you have to do is, uh, if you get beyond the pundits on some of the national networks and so forth, well, some of the guys that really study these things will tell you that it's just impossible to, it's just untenable for the economy to go on with the trillions and trillions of dollars uh, in debt for all the nations of the world, particularly America. It's going to come some point that dam's going to burst and everything's going to come crashing down. I believe that's going to be the rapture that's going to do that. And the reset that they're talking about now, they already see it happening. They see these things happening. They want the American assets into their new globalist order, their new world order. So this reset is, is an effort to to remake the economy of the world so that uh, it is not so inextricably linked to the the dollar, and uh, they want America's assets brought into this uh, because America is the richest nation that ever has ever lived. But even America's in trouble because of the, the tremendous uh, dollar debt that is extrapolated to be you know way beyond two hundred trillion dollars. Uh, something that that grandchildren, great grandchildren, great great grandchildren would never be able to pay for. And so there's got to be a reset, a financial reset. Well, the Bible talks about that financial reset, as a matter of fact. And Antichrist is going to be the one to do it. When the rapture occurs, I believe there's going to be a great financial collapse of the whole world. And, uh, and they'll have to refigure. And that's when the really, the real reset is going to take place because Antichrist is going to institute the marks and numbering system we've been talking about where people have to take the mark and so forth. But it says in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, uh, it's a 666 system. All people will be forced to buy and sell using the mark of an, or the name of the Antichrist in their forehand or over the, in their forehead or forehand. And uh, so that's when the great, and it's going to be a marks, it's going to be a standard drawing rights system of some sort of electronic funds transfer, all going to be all digital, all computer, no more cash, and uh, people will be able to withdraw based upon their agreement to go along with the regime, the Antichrist regime. And if they don't, they're going to die, either by beheading, if they're, if they refuse uh, because on religious grounds, probably they'll be beheaded. If they take the mark, however, and, and go into this, they are willingly, they are willfully worshiping the beast. And this means they will be unredeemable. They will be lost forever, according to Revelation chapter 14. But then, talking about the reset again, the final reset is going to be by Christ himself, which is glorious. When he returns, he's going to reset this earth the way it's supposed to be. And it's going to be a glorious millennial period of you know, 1,000 years of perfect reign of Christ. And it'll be glorious beyond all belief. And so that's the true reset that we're looking for. Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny because so many Christians even will say, oh, well, there's not going to be a reset because what's happening now isn't 
isn't, you know, doesn't actually get us to that point. But it doesn't happen in one step. It happens incrementally. And for example, just sure. this idea, this talk of like on day one that Biden, if he becomes president, will sign an executive order and wipe out all student loans. Now, that's two trillion dollars of debt that yeah. the, the United States is entitled to reclaim that money from people who borrowed it to go to school. And I know that's a good reason you went to school and there's different programs to get loan forgiveness if you work in public service and, and all that. But just this idea of just just wholesale wiping out debt. And then I've even asked Terry, like, how do you deal with, you know, people that haven't paid a mortgage in nine months uh, or rent in nine months? I feel bad for those people. And a lot of them want to work, but they can't get jobs because of the various lockdowns. But nobody's talking about how this gets unwound. Like, how do you take someone that's almost a year behind in rent or a year behind in mortgage and make that like, how do you stop and reset that? And and this is really all of these things are going to come together uh, to put us in that position where uh, I know some Christians are saying, oh, it's Jubilee. It's like we're going to it's going to be great because we're going to get rid of everything. But it's not getting rid of all the debt. That's the issue. It's what we're going to replace it with. Isn't that right? It, that's the concern is where, right. where this takes us to as the second step of that. That's right, and you say, and you like you say, it's an incremental thing right now, but it's going to happen, I believe, all at once. Well, and that's the that's the answer Antichrist is going to have to the total chaos that's going to occur following the rapture of the church. Uh, there's going to be total chaos and total collapse uh, economically and every other way. And uh, you know we're headed that way incrementally now, but still they're able to run the printing presses in America, for example, and they're able to hold this back. Plus, got to keep this in mind. But the Bible says in Second Thessalonians chapter two that he meaning meaning um, the Holy Spirit who indwells the church will will restrain. He's called the restrainer in one one sense. He will restrain until he be taken out of the way, meaning the Holy Spirit in to, uh, who indwells each believer. When the church is gone, the Antichrist, the uh, Holy Spirit goes with the church as restrainer. He's, he's omnipresent, so he's always here. He will, his office as restrainer, the way he's restraining evil right now, will, will, uh, uh, will no longer be in effect. He will probably still be restraining evil, but not nearly as he does now. Evil right now is straining at the least to get loose, as we've seen over the past, uh, four or five years in particular, in the last months in particular, with all the lawlessness as this book talks about. And, uh, and, and soon, as soon as the restrainer uh, is gone with the church as restraining influence of the Holy Spirit, then it, all hell on earth is really going to break loose because men's consciousness, consciousnesses will no longer be, uh, no longer even be, uh, held back. Uh, from the evil that man can per perpetrate on mankind. Jesus said it would be the worst time ever. And if we remember Hitler, how bad the Holocaust was, final solution and all these things, well, Jesus said it will be even worse than that. And we can believe how bad it's going to be. Yeah, and the uh, layman's uh, uh, translation, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's it's kind of my my layman's <laughs> translation. I'm going to hold the book up here for everyone watching on the video uh, screen. You can see it here. It's a, a great cover, Lawless 
And uh, it's the subtitle End Times War Against the Spirit of the Antichrist. And you're already seeing it, uh, all these riots and, and the looting and cities saying they're no longer going to prosecute a lot of crimes. A lot of places are just letting people out of jail. Um, they're talking about uh, mass uh uh, mass forgiveness uh, of these um, people that are on death row that they want Biden to come in and uh, do a, a mass pardon of everyone that's on death row. Uh, imagine saying that, to, you know, to the families who have lost loved ones. Uh, the law, the law in order of our society is disappearing uh, very slowly and, and then recently very quickly. Uh, so these are all things that are precursors, as we call them, laying the groundwork. Terry James has been our guest uh, for this segment. Terry, tell people all of the ways that they can get in touch with you that and buy this book. And I don't know if you have any uh, podcast or, or video channels or social media. Uh, take a, a minute here and tell us how people can get connected with you and your ministry. Well, we have the largest Bible prophecy website on the net. It's called raptureready.com. That's raptureready.com, all, all one uh, word, of course. And uh, I have my own personal blog, too, that I have. This is called TerryJamesProphecyLine.com. That's all one line, TerryJamesProphecyLine.com. And you can go there and see all of my, uh, you can see many interviews, television, radio, uh, radio interviews, and hear the radio interviews with Jan Markell and, and all the others, and uh, the TV program with Christ in Prophecy and Prophecy Watchers and all these that I've been on. And um, so go to either one of those. RaptureReady.com is our is our major site. It's it's, it's just a massive site. Uh, it's got all the information you need to find uh, to look at about the book Lawless and my other books. We just put out a book called um, Antichrist and the Final Solution. Uh, Dr. Tom Horn Horn and I of uh, Skywatch TV wrote that one. And uh, that, that's there, too. It's the one that we just put out. So I've put out two books here lately with Lawless, uh, uh, The End Times War Against the Spirit of Antichrist, and uh, Antichrist, uh, The Final Solution. Both of those books might be interested, interesting for people. Go to the website, rapturity.com, and... Uh, and uh, you can, uh, we have a lot of, you know, promotion piece, of course, there that you can read all about the book and places to order the book, either either uh, from uh, Defender Publishing, who published it, or from uh, Amazon, either one. And um, and then go to pro- uh, TerryJamesProphecyLine.com, and you can see all of my interviews also. And so I will welcome people to come there. I, I do have my email address. Uh, one of my email addresses there on RaptureRadio.com. If you look down kind of close to the bottom of the the web page and you'll find my email address it's you're welcome to email me if you like very good terry james thank you so much for being with us sir very informative and uh we hope you come back and visit again soon appreciate it jim thank you for having me thank you god bless uh wow that guy you know when, when i was in bible college i had an opportunity to be around people like terry james and uh you know, it's just so much to absorb. And when you're listening, I don't know about you, but when I'm listening to someone talking about Bible prophecy, there was a time in my life where I started, you know, learning about Bible prophecy and you kind of, you kind of learn about it and you think of it as like something that's going to happen. These things are going to happen to someone else, like in a future generation. But then more and more in my, you know, recent years of my life, and maybe I'm just because I'm getting older, but obviously what's happening all around us, I'm thinking, man, you know, this could be me. I mean, I could be raptured. 
I, I could be just one day just driving my car down the road and then I, I disappear into the clouds. I mean, it just gives me chills to think about it. But as Terry James said, he believes the rapture could be any day, any day. Can you imagine that? That 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 is just any day. You know, you could this could be your last day. And uh, get in touch with him through his website. Um, if you're not a Christian, uh, it's not hard to become a Christian. It's not about joining a church. It's not about this, you know giving any money to anyone or buying anything. It's just a super simple thing. Just anywhere you're at, you can just pray the prayer, just uh, accepting Christ into your heart as your Savior and asking him to forgive you of your sins. You pray that simple prayer. And you're a follower of Christ. Then, of course, it does make a lot of sense to get plugged into a church or a group of fellow believers uh, that you can uh, learn from and you can be mentored by and get leadership from. But uh, it's not about joining any particular church. It's a simple thing. If you want to be one of those people that are raptured and not left behind, uh, becoming a Christian is a very simple thing. It's and, and it's so it's so simple. People don't maybe consider. It's just I don't care where you're at right now. You could be listening to this podcast on an airplane. You could be uh, driving, pull off to the side of the road if you're going to pray. A uh, good idea. Uh, wherever you're at, you just pray that prayer, and you just ask Jesus Christ to be your savior. You ask for forgiveness of your sins. You make a decision to believe in him and to commit your life to him. And that's it. It's that simple. And then you're part of what Terry James is talking about. Uh, that uh, that part of Christ's uh, return, uh, that rapture would apply to you. It's that simple. Thanks so much for joining us. Jim Paris here. Next week, we will be doing probably audio only version of the show. Uh, with all the news happening, there will be something uploaded for you to listen to, us, at least on the audio podcast uh, versions. Uh, there'll be a replay that'll probably uh, plug in here at some point. Also, some of our best of shows, but we will uh, upload a fresh podcast for you with breaking news this week, which will probably be audio only. Have a fantastic Christmas with your family. And uh, <laughs> you have my permission to get together with your family. I, I don't know. I, I think, look, you only get a, a couple of times a year for most people to gather together. Uh, you know, uh, I guess if, if you're someone that has pre-existing conditions or comorbidities, uh, you know, then you've got to take your own precautions. But uh, for goodness sake, enjoy Chris Christmas. Uh, you have my permission. <laughs> if anybody asks, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris live. Thanks so much. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.